Summer is here, Rammies, which means we are hitting the farmer's market to grab that fresh produce, and you know we wouldn't cook with anything other than our Caraway cookware. If we're buying that gorgeous produce, we want to make sure our cookware is safe and healthy for us as well. Caraway is non-stick, but also has chemical-free ceramic coating, so you can fill your summer with your favorite recipes without worry. It also doesn't hurt that Caraway products are so aesthetically beautiful and will immediately elevate your kitchen. I have the navy pan set with the gold handles, and I feel like I'm in a Nancy Myers film every time I cook. All sets come equipped with complimentary easy access storage solutions to keep the kitchen tidy as well, which is such a nice touch. If you want to join in on the fun this summer, visit carawayhome.com ram10 to get 10% off during their summer refresh event. Certain exclusions apply. That's carawayhome.com ram10 or use code ram10 at checkout. Caraway, non-toxic cookware made modern. Welcome back, everyone. Um, we would usually say Rammies, but today we're going to be saying Lammies. You heard it here first. We are exploring our mini-sodes, our Lammy episodes that will take you through this crazy summer. That's right. You know, sometimes you just need a quick little hit, and this is what these Lammies are for. We're in summer school. They're going to be cute. They're going to be around 30 minutes. We're going to get in and get out. And here we go. go. So today, um, we are taking into consideration what our winning team of cheaper cheaper by the dozen, a dirty dozen, dirty dozen. Mm-hmm. Always thinking of that movie. Uh, always Ashton Kutcher, Hillary Duff, so hot. Um, they have requested our, our amazing last trivia winners to do the Globe Theater. We are doing a little variation on that. We're going to be talking about the Globe, but mainly Shakespearean theater, gender roles in theater in the 15th and 16th century. And this one goes out to all you theater kids. That theater kid energy we know is strong within the Rammies. And I feel it sometimes, and I have to really explore that within myself. You can't deny it. Exactly. By um, the way, that's Tess Palomo. Sorry, and that's Claire Donald. <laughs> I'm overwhelmed with our Lammy. We're excited. Um, atmosphere. But the show already. must go on. The show must go on. Mm. Um, so our, our Lammy episodes are going to be... Um, for this one specifically, we're going to start right out with a game. Oh, I love games. We're not always going to do that. Not all. Yeah. There's some subjects that are, you can't find a game in. Sometimes it's tough. <laughs> yeah. um, but with this one, it's lighter. It's fun. We know a lot's been going on in this world, in this country. And so we're just going to have a fun episode. Hopefully it brings you back to maybe high school opening night, if oh, you will. Those nerves. Those, I feel it now. I do as well. Knowing that your parents have flowers ready for you at the end. And everyone's going to be coming up to you. Like you will be the center of attention for a good like four hours after. Going to Applebee's after. Uh, <laughs> it's gorgeous. We're here for it. We can't wait. Um, we are also drinking Loverboy um, Espresso Martini Edition mm. because it is 1036 a.m. <laughs> show. But really not bad if you put it in a little shaker with some ice. No, it's nice and frothy and mm. chilled. And we highly recommend morning Day or night? Uh, maybe especially morning. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, kids. So we are going to start out with a game called Are You a True Theater Kid? Woo. Claire will be answering yes or no. 
at the end how she scores. Um, she'll get three different categories of no, she's cool, living both lives kind of on the edge, or she's a true theater nerd. I'm scared. I, I definitely thrived in theater, I would say, from ages like six to 13. And then I went more to like TV film. My, my career. Because you are cool. You're actually a cool person. I can't shade the shame for myself. Although, if you've ever been in a scene study class in Los Angeles, we will cover all of this. Yeah, you'll get the essence. Yeah. Um, so please do this yourself at home. Chris, put in some game, some game music. And shall we begin? Let's do it. Claire, when someone states, 10 minutes until the Uber is here, do you respond with a thank you, 10? Yes. Complete this sentence. All the world's a stage. And we are mere players. You, you basically, you got it. What it, is it? And all the men and women merely players. Okay, got it, got you it. You got it. So two for two. Okay. In high school, did you ever go to a cast party where everyone was naked or kissing each other? <laughs> <laughs> I did not, but I know those sexual theater kids. You're like, I'm around them now? Yeah. I definitely am around them now. Did you ever dream to go to Juilliard after seeing the film Save the Last Dance? Um, I think my Juilliard dreams came from Step Up more. Perfect. Okay. Have you seen Rent over eight times? I have not seen it in its entirety once. Holy shit. Yeah, this I think shocking. this put me in a different category completely then. But I did do a lyrical dance to 525. <laughs> so we'll say yes, because that basically equates to eight that's times. that's so losery. <laughs> do you have a musical theater playlist on your Spotify? No. Have you ever sat in a dark amphitheater and gone around in a circle and been told to reveal your deepest secrets and traumas? <laughs> Essentially, yes. Whether it's in a dark amphitheater or in a acting class in the Valley of Los Angeles. <laughs> Do you know how to play Zip Zap Zop? Yes. Oh, I knew you would. Mm -hmm. Have you ever stared at yourself in the mirror for long periods of time trying to cry? Yes. <laughs> Can I add one real quick? Yes. Have you ever been crying and thought, looked at yourself and <laughs> you're taking a picture of yourself and then been like, how do I work this into a scene? Yes. Everyone's just like turning off the podcast. Yeah, like, and we're done. And finally, did you know a kid who had a sword at home? <laughs> um, I, I had a machete. What? Oh. <laughs> Because of like theater influence? No, because someone broke into my house and that was gifted to me on my next birthday. <laughs> that is quite a lot to unpack, but thank you for sharing. <laughs> Has nothing to do with theater. You're welcome. All right, so we are going to score. If you scored one to three, nah, you're cool. Go hang out with the cheerleaders, why don't oh, you? wow, 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 wow. If you scored three to seven, you're living both lives on the fence, if you will. Mm -hmm. Caught between two worlds. And if you scored seven to seven, nerd, 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 <laughs> theater, nerd. Theater kid energy all day. Wow, I'm excited to see whatever. I would say I'm pretty theater kitty. Yeah, you uh, you got three to seven. Okay, three to seven. And that's what I expect you to get because yeah. you were like a popular cheerleader. <laughs> but you also, just say it, Claire, just say it. I, I, was, a, I was a cheerleader. <laughs> she was popular, guys. No, no. And But she's also an actress and has a lot of this in her, but maybe not like as apparent as some of the really theater kid like energy real like there's there's kind of like a darkness to the theater kid energy that I might be missing a little bit of it's like no one understands me yeah this is the only community I have yeah 
I would probably score... <laughs> I would probably score more nerd, 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 like based on high school. But I wish I had that experience now. If I could go back, I, I, I'm telling you, I promise I would be much more involved in that. Yeah. It, like I always am like, that was the best part of high school mm-hmm. to me was theater. And I'm just so thankful for it. It's so fun. It's just so fun. It is like just, it's a family. It is. I'm sure it's like the same thing with athletes. Like you just feel, I think it's probably a little bit different just because it's so vulnerable. Yeah. But um, yeah, I think there's quite nothing, nothing like it. I totally agree. And I feel like to add one more theater kid, if you burst out into song all the time, I do not do that. But that is a theater kid thing. Tell us if you want us to do the musical theater kid edition. Yes, let's do it. Very different. Very different. But we shall do that at some point. We shall. Um, So obviously when you are in theater, a big part of your theater experience and classes and plays you might do or scene study work is or monologues. Oh, fuck monologues. It's Shakespeare. Always. I will personally say never the biggest Shakespeare fan. Never. I think I try. I was in Midsummer Night's Dream in eighth grade and in college, actually. Oh. Uh, Katie and I shared the role of Puck in Midsummer Night's Dream. I've seen the pictures. It was a choice. We will not show the photos (laughs) because they they are problematic. And that was our costume designer's fault. (laughs) You guys were just kids. But we should have stood up for it. Well, you didn't didn't know. know. You didn't know. 2010. But anyway, I digress. Um, (laughs) So, yeah, you learned a lot about, you know, ancient Greek theater and how that... um, you know, transferred into Shakespeare and all of the origins. Mm -hmm. And I thought we could make this episode a lot about boundaries of gender. Mm -hmm. And then we'll do some fun facts about Shakespeare. I love that. So shall we dive in, Lammies? Let's do it, Lammies. Cute, cute. So um, theater as an art form Mm. has a long history of pressing the boundaries of gender. Oh, Mm. of course it does. The tradition of men portraying women on public stages dates back to the theater of the ancient Greeks and is present in several other theatrical traditions from around the world. As you may or may not know, women were not really allowed to act up until late 16th century. Women weren't allowed to do something? Are you shocked? I'm completely shocked. I was too. I was just like, we've never seen this before, but here we are. (laughs) Crazy. Um, So the the reasons for the development of these traditions— Uh, which were to endure to various degrees for thousands of years, are uh, connected to how concepts of gender and sex were understood, and specifically the role of women in society. Ancient Greek women, like many women of Shakespeare's England, did not have the right to vote, own property, and were expected to remain at home with the children. Mm. So during the time of Shakespeare... um, the English ideas of sex and gender, the legal rights of women, and the social expectations of femininity all played a significant role in the way that theater was performed and the stories that were told. Mm-hmm. Women, obviously, at home, confined to marriage, childbirth, and homemaking, there was not even a space for anyone to create a role for a, for a woman because I think anyone even writing a play would be like, what would they talk about? We've never seen them do anything else but that. Exactly. Like, how do we make a personality for a woman? Wow, I never even thought about that. I never thought about it either. They just were like, how How could we incorporate this storyline? Like, guys, that wasn't even that long ago. I mean, a few hundred years, no. But still, that is not that long ago. That's crazy. And it's just, it's another way that... You have he, to take into account now. <laughs> exactly. And this does really... Um, it is representative of our times in 
women in Hollywood, even mm. the movement that I think it was 2016 during the Me Too movement of a lot of actresses then started speaking out about just the lack of substance in their roles. Totally. So this has always been a problem. Wow. Wow. So we could, you know, get into modern day Hollywood and... We probably should at one point. We should. Yeah. It would be fascinating. Um so acting was, in some ways, the, act, the exact opposite of those expectations. And female actors were associated with prostitution and in, mm. indecency. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, though there is evidence that women acted in street performances, um, all commercial acting companies at the time were made up entirely of men. And it was illegal for women, illegal for women to act on stage professionally until ne- 1661. What? It's like you guys are so scared of women that you don't even want to see them on stage. Truly. And there was also a lot of, you know, punishment in this kind of went into Mm cross-dressing and just gender boundaries in general. Um, When a woman of this period um, transgressed gender boundaries and dressed in men's clothing in public, it associated her with the same social stigma that faced female actors, except that she was subject to arrest and imprisonment. Oh my God. For like wearing a pair of pants. Truly. Wow. Truly. Um, one such woman was named Mary Firth, who was nicknamed Molly Cutpurse. Okay. Mary regularly went out in public dressed in men's clothing and was associated with London's criminal underground. Oh my God. <laughs> Some crazy shit. She's like, I'm an outlaw. I've got a, pa- I've got pants on. It's like. It's like we talk about get a hobby. Get a hobby. For people punishing women doing this. No kidding. Like go act. Go do something else. Go act and like art and freedom of expression and creativity was just so policed. Oh, so policed. And yeah. regulated. And it's like, once again, aren't weren't there, especially this time, bigger fish to fry? A much bigger fish to fry. Good God. So during um Shakespeare's times. It was a very conservative time. You'd say so. <laughs> Nothing really um, liberating about it. <laughs> and I just imagine it like rainy and muddy everywhere too. Rainy, muddy, also like... People throwing their poop out from the windows. When was the Black Plague? But way before this, We've got right? to do the, that at some point. We know, we know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We do know. Yeah. But like the disease, not cute. Um, <laughs> nothing about this time was cute. Um, the theater was a commercial interest where women were in Puritan imagination at risk of overthrowing their rightful masters by exercising economic and social independence. Oh, wow. So there was, there was all of that. The rightful masters. God, I got it. Exactly. Um, even after 1661, with the rule of King Charles II, when women were legally allowed to act professionally, the, nati- the negative social stigma of acting and the attending gender ex- expectations were still in effect. So, of course, it was always going to be there, even if they weren't going to be imprisoned for it. They're like, you still can't do it. They would not be respected. Mm. Um, so where's our little Shakespeare? Shakespeare come in. In researching Shakespeare, I literally Googled, was Shakespeare a feminist? Oh, what'd you find? I mean, there's, you know, obviously- was there's anyone no... a feminist? <laughs> exactly. I think we have to look at this relatively- Totally. For what he was given, how he was educated. That's really important with history in general. Yes, because it's easy for me to be like, fuck this guy. Mm-hmm. But actually- In my research, I found that Shakespeare sought to somewhat defeat these norms, not in ways that he was vocally, you know, like, women deserve to vote. Right. But in ways through his art and through his scripts, um, his plays, he sought to show that sexuality and gender are ambiguous. 
He could be viewed as a feminist in today's standards because of his attempt to deconstruct the unwritten rules about gender and sexuality in society. Many scholars actually question Shakespeare's sexuality Mm. and whether or not he had uh, gay tendencies based on some of the sonnets, which are believed to be written about men. Oh, wow. People have really dissected it. I feel like I've heard that before. Yeah, I mean, it is interesting because it's like how sometimes with this kind of thing, it's like, all right, how much can we really? Totally. We don't know. It was so long ago. We don't know. And because, you know, there's such little really about him Mm -hmm. because it was the 16th century. It's like. Right. And art is up for interpretation anyways. Exactly. But you know that people have been doing this their entire lives. Of course. And that is truly theater kid energy to the extreme when you devote your life to interpreting Shakespeare. Yeah, seriously. Oh, no, no kidding. No, thank you. No, thank you. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, you're always like shamed like by acting teachers to be like, if you don't like Shakespeare, you are not a true actor. Yeah. And like really never could never feel connected to it. No. Even in like modern interpretations of it. I mean, like, Lord knows if you don't know that 10 things I hate about you. Mm-hmm. Um, what are the other ones? Clueless. Clueless is based on a Jane Austen. Oh, right. Which, Emma. Yes, yes. But I always say, I always say that as well. Um, she's the man. It's Twelfth Night. Yes, yes, yes. Get Over It with Kirsten Dunst and James Franco. Did you ever see this movie? No. That's a Midsummer Night's Dream based in a high school. Underrated rom-com from the I 90s. To see it. So good. So yeah, these modern things are based on Shakespeare. Yes. And so that I like, but back in the day, I was just like, I cannot. It's hard. It's hard. It's a different world. Even the Baz Luhrmann ones can be tough. Tough for me. Yeah. Um, but let's just go through some fun facts about, about our boy. Let's do it. About Shakespeare. Um, he was born um, in Stratford-upon-Avon in England. His wife was named Anne Hathaway. Oh, right. Everyone always freaks out about this. Always forget about this, too. Yeah. And fun fact, he met her when he was 18. And she was 26. We love that. For the time. Think about it. For for now. But truly. Um, and they got together and immediately had their first child, Susanna. She was born six months after their wedding. Oh, okay. okay. So there's some. Um, we're working. We're working. Yeah, premarital, working. premarital sex going on there. Truly. Good he, for you guys. He had two other children named Hamnet and Judith. Oh, wow. Hamnet. Hamnet. What a name. He's like, I'm going to write a play called Ham. Let. <laughs> Thank you for the inspo. Yeah. Um, he wrote 137 plays, 147 sonnets, and many poems. Writing 37 plays is a lot. That's a lot. But I mean, what else did you have to do back then? Yeah, that's so true. I will say, though, like that's inspiring because I could have nothing to do. And I'm like, but I will refuse to write. Even though I want to. Exactly. And you know what I found out? That writers of this time had to write only during the day. They only had so so much time to actually been, be with the, the, pen, the pen and paper, if you will, because candles were very, very expensive and it was like a luxury. So you had to use your candles like really when you could for like kind of more survival for like cooking, for necessity, wow. not just for him writing these scripts all night. So he was like a writer with a schedule. I never even thought about candles like being like scarce, but also you're asking for a headache. You really are. Right. Your eyes are squinting so much. It's too much. It's not good for you. It's not good for you. Okay. So daytime writing only. So crazy. Um, He had seven siblings. He was a Taurus. Oh, well, mm. there it is. Mm. April 23rd. We love to see it. We, we do. He wore a gold hoop earring, which I think is really chic. Stylish. <laughs> Stylish. Love that. 
Um, he was actually a brilliant businessman as well. Um, he formed a joint stock company with his actors, meaning he took share in the company's profits as well as earning a fee for each play he wrote. This sounds so dumb, but I'm like, stocks go back that far. I guess like stocks were really the origin of it all. Wow. Right? Wow. Like, I guess. Yeah, that's like makes sense. I, I don't still 100% understand stocks. Um, me either. So we should get into that. Someone please explain. Yeah. Someone wants to come on and teach us. Yes. We will gladly take that. But I don't know if I even could, could <laughs> dive either. into that. Me either. Me either. Me either. Um, he was Catholic. Um, something else that was interesting was copyright didn't exist in Shakespeare's time. So that's that's kind of fascinating to think of original well, pieces. Well, there's the rumors. That, uh, are we going to get to it? Say it, Claire. That Shakespeare, that's not his original work and that he copied it. That was a gorgeous transition. Oh, perfect. Because truly my next uh, point was going to be the conspiracy theories. And what are they exactly? So basically people think that it is impossible that Shakespeare could have written any of these plays. Why? Because of the argument that drives this conspiracy theory is that the plays contain too much knowledge of foreign and distant places and too much familiarity with court life and the affairs of court. Um, other arguments are that the plays have too wide range of style to be written by someone without the advanced education that some of these other contenders had. They basically to Shakespeare's like, that's so rude <laughs> to put it put it lightly they're basically like he wasn't that smart and he wasn't that wealthy to be able to write about these like you know grand they're experiences like, in life you're not that bright and you're not that pretty <laughs> now that you're old enough there's something i've always wanted to tell you and i think you're ready to hear it you're not very pretty and you're not very bright i'm so glad we had that talk Name the movie. Cinderella Story. Also a great movie that I was like, is that actually also based on Shakespeare? <laughs> a modern take of, a, of an old tale. You could say. Yep. Tale as old as time. Yep, that's right. Um, so um, the main contenders for this authorship are Francis Bacon and Edward de Vere. Um, they think that the people that actually wrote these um, are... Be uh, Ben Johnson, the Earls of Derby, Rutland, Southampton, and Essex, Sir Walter Relay, <laughs> and even Christopher Marlowe, um, who died long before. Wait, what? Who died long before most of these plays were written? Well, then, no. So then, no. I mean, unless they were written by Shakespeare, like, unless they were written and then Shakespeare said, I wrote the, I don't know. Yeah, it's like, honestly, at this point, it's like, does it matter if he wrote them or not? Exactly. Yeah, who cares? Because <laughs> they're out there. Yeah, and they have his name on it, and that is what it is. And it's not like any of these people are still getting residuals for it. <laughs> no. Like, it, it to be an artist in this time, which obviously they didn't know what it would be like today, where you hopefully should get paid and you do get, you know— Residuals. I know. I love my residual checks, even if it's a penny. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Explain to people. So if you is. are residuals or if you are in a show or a movie, I don't think plays will do anything like that. But no. Um, yeah. Theater actors don't get paid shit and it's really not okay. Unless you are in union, you are paid 
better. But it's not great. But it's shocking. It's shocking. For how much work you're doing. Yeah, it's cr- theater actors work longer than anyone and more than anyone. But TV and film, if you're in a movie and you're in a TV and it plays again on TV, you get money. You get a certain percentage sent to you. So that is why those Friends actors are making so much money still. And that will be in your contract, right? When yep. you like, will it always say when this ends? I, that's a good question. I don't know. Can you re like do the contract after? I don't know. I don't know. I think your residuals last for however long they, I mean, I don't know. I heard that Courtney Cox gets 20 million a year from friends residuals. I don't doubt that at all. Cause friends are, it's always on TV. It's everywhere. And that like, when you think about the, you know, residuals in general, that's a very fair thing Mm -hmm. for a person. Like every time, like if a company, you know, makes money off every time it plays the actors who are on the, on the screen. I agree. I agree. Um, so yeah, residuals are crazy, but, um, but yeah. So who knows if what Shakespeare was doing, who knows if it even really was this guy, if he was gay, straight, we, we know nothing, but how lucky did he get, but how lucky did he get? So To conclude, which we will mention the Globe Theater, that was where most of Shakespeare's plays were performed, which actually burned down. A cannon was shot off. What? In June 29th, 1613. So the Globe now that you can visit in London, been there, saw a Shakespeare play there. Oh, wow. That's pretty cool. But it looks like Disneyland. Oh. It's like, you know, like when they try to reconstruct something that's going to be- It's like tacky as hell. It's tacky as hell. It's all- you know, obviously very targeted at tourists. Yeah. Um, but the globe in its time, the original, it was a round wooden structure. It's not smart for fires. Oh yeah, no, no, no. Um, with a stage at one end and covered balconies around, the galleries could seat about 2,000 people with room for another, another thousand, quote, groundlings who could stand on the ground around the stage. Oh, and that's like the um, sorry people? Yeah. Mm. When I saw a play there in 2009, when I went with my theater class, um, <laughs> we stood for two and a half hours. It's tough. I was not happy. No. And I think, well, what did we even see? Was it Hamlet? And I just was like, I hate this play. I don't want to be here. <laughs> but if you had nothing else to do back then, that must have been pretty nice. Exactly. So, you know, he really flourished um, with his plays here. Do you know um, if men and women were allowed to go see the plays or... So, oh, that's a good question. I believe anyone could go see them. Right. I mean, it was very like structured to class of like where you could stand, how you like. But I do think anyone could go. Right, right. you were paying. Yeah, yeah. So I do. got the money. Exactly. But if you've seen Shakespeare in Love, great great movie. Um, It's a great movie. Gwyneth Paltrow disguises as a man playing a man. Yes. Um, and she falls in love with Shakespeare. Yes. Because women obviously weren't allowed to be on stage. I think Shakespeare is so hot in that movie. Is it Ray Fine? The guy who's in Handmaid's Tale. He is really, really hot. I remember watching that for the first time and just the whole time, like I, I missed half the movie because I was just Googling images of him. A sexual awakening. Uh, yeah, you, you could say. You could say. Um, so yeah, this is where, you know, most of his plays were um interesting. Interestingly enough, he had a lot of like not great reviews of mm. his plays, but it was kind of like people were talking about him. Any publicity. Good publicity. Also, I think that's something to remember as Prayer Hands artist is that 
not everyone might get it at first, but still do you. Do you. And hundreds of years later, people are literally reading your work every single day in classes, performing it. Two random girls are doing a podcast on it. Exactly. And, you know, that's really our, that's really our little Shakespeare. Wow. That's all we can say. Well, okay. Just real quick. So what would you say if you had to do a Shakespeare play right now, what would you do? Maybe Twelfth Night. I would want to do a comedy rather than a drama. Can you give us a lowdown real quick of what Twelfth Night is? So Twelfth Night is what She's the Man is, essentially. She's the Man is one of the best movies ever made. So it's kind of, it's like a... Um, a love triangle and people are disguised and like a lot of his work had to do with like disguises and trickery and like being very jovial and Twelfth Night is probably the most fun out of all of them. Does he have a mix of comedy and drama? Yes. So I believe he has more dramatic works. Mm. I want to say what's his other... Taming of the, the Shrew. Shrew, Midsummer Night's Dream is right. really fun, and I, d- I actually really do love that play. D- did he direct as well? Um, I think he just acted and wrote. Oh, he acted. He would act in some of them. Yeah, wow. that's another thing I found out. But I don't think he would direct. Got it. I mean, there's only so much you can do. There really is. Yeah, it's tough to direct and act and write, but people do it today. I don't understand. Have you done a monologue from Shakespeare before for oh, an audition? For an audition, I. Th- think so but definitely for scene study I did the scene from Othello that is (laughs) just tough where there is it was tough all around but I did it I'm trying to think Joan of Arc isn't a Shakespeare play is it no okay yeah no I don't know and I know that I've done like scenes and monologues from Shakespeare at some point yeah but Othello sticks out to me the most Uh, love that would love to see the video footage of it if you have it I'm sure it's somewhere and I would like to burn that actually (laughs) yes you will never that's one thing we'll never be posting is us doing Shakespearean (laughs) monologues never wow that was so fun Tess oh good you know this was our first Lammy trial so I love it let us know what you think yeah, and please, theater kids, reach out to us. And I think that we should make some theater kid energy merch. I think we need to. DM us if you would like one. And I know there's some of you who have no idea what we are talking about, but just lean in. And you should. You should. <laughs> I urge you to explore that part <laughs> in yourself. I agree. I agree. Wow. William Shakespeare. God damn it. Shaking things up. Always. Always. That's, that's our boy. That's our boy. <laughs> Where oh I have a little gold hoop earring oh, on cute. in honor I didn't For even him. know we're connected but you did subconsciously you did <laughs> yeah, exactly oh wow well let us know what you think of the Lammies yes. we'll be um, putting them out kind of sporadically throughout the summer I hope you're having a great summer yes um, you know hopefully the gym gloom isn't getting you down Ugh. and as always we are on Instagram at Right Answers Mostly TikTok at Right Answers Mostly we have a Facebook page you can email us at Right Answers Mostly at gmail.com and don't be afraid to reach out we love you guys we love you have a good rest of your monday good night good night farewell farewell love you to sing peter can i <laughs> yeah just like keep going Five hundred twenty-five thousand six hundred minutes Five hundred twenty-five thousand moments all dear 525,600 minutes How do you 